0: Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett.
1: Thank you, thank you, and welcome back to our number two in the afternoon edition of Sound Off. And as you all remember or should know by now, on Mondays at this time, we ask our good friend Kurt from over at A Plus Computers to give us a little update on what's happening in the computer world. Now the reason I actually went out after Kurt and asked him if he would come on our show on a regular basis, because we We used to get, and Kenny would verify this, we used to get more calls about computer things than just about anything because people more and more today, I don't know what the percentages are, Kurt, uh, what is it? Probably up to 80 to 90% of people have a computer in their home, and when you've got a computer, you're going to have a lot of good things happen. You can do a lot of research. You can do a lot of study work. You can do a lot of things, but you also may eventually get problems with it. And that's why you need, with a car, you need a good mechanic. Uh, with a computer, you need a good computer mechanic. And that's what I think Kurt is. So, Kurt, good morning. Morning, Brad. Or good afternoon, uh, yeah.
2: I should say. <laughs> yeah, I should it's have. morning somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, what I was going to let you know is I did last week had about uh, four, well, about five or six people come in uh, that heard us on the sh- on the radio here. Um Wonderful. And, uh, Wonderful. You, know, you were talking about those that uh you know the very small percentage that don't have computers. One of the gentlemen that came in that had heard us on the radio here had never had a computer before and bought one. So, uh um, wow. we're we're bringing the percentage down. <laughs> but I, I would say you're <laughs> probably in the oh, 80 to 80 85% I'd have to look the number up that have computers yeah. now out there at yeah. least one. So, um, Now when a guy so speak, when a
1: guy like that Kurt buys his first computer, yeah. Are there classes he can take to learn? Because obviously he probably doesn't know a lot about how to function it, right?
2: Yeah, we went through, I'll sit down and go through for about 10, 10 20 minutes with with them. you know, turning it on, turning it off, browsers, opening things up. And, and basically don't be afraid to break it um, is, is kind of <laughs> yeah. our adage because... You really aren't going to break the hardware. You might mess up the software, but that's fixable. Um, But that's the only way you're going to learn is to start playing. Um, And then uh, just, you know, a little bit of information on what to watch out for on the Internet, things like that. As far as classes out there, um, we don't really teach classes. We we definitely will help at the counter uh, as much as we can. Um,
1: Okay. And and we have sat
2: down with customers, but typically the cost to have a a computer technician sit down with you and go through everything and teach uh, is more expensive than finding a, a class. And I know, oh yeah, uh, I think yeah. Northwoods College, or uh, the old WITC, they used to have beginner computer classes. I don't know if they still do. Uh, I know the senior center used to run computer classes. Uh, yes, and a lot of I that went away that. during COVID. So um, I, I don't know if those have come back online at all or not.
1: Well, just the fact that you'll take the time to give them uh, to get them into it and explain the functionality and stuff—that's a huge plus on itself. Most people right. want to get in and just find out. Like you say, it's it's almost impossible to break one. Uh, you right. you might be able to lock it up at some point, but you can give them hands on how to get out of that as well. So
2: we're still running through the end of the month here. Our special for the tune up—it's uh, the full tune up uh, yearly cleanup is running ninety nine through the end of the year or end of the month here. Uh, so we're still okay. doing that next couple of days, and other than that, we're enjoying the cold weather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you say that with a uh, kind of a snarl in your voice, but but yes, I I understand. Well, listen, Northlanders, if uh, again, just uh, so that you know how to get a hold of Kurt. Kurt is located. Kurt's uh, company, A Plus Computers, is located in Superior, uh, Superior, Wisconsin, on Tower Avenue, nineteen ten Tower Avenue. And you can reach him uh, simply by dialing him up at 715-395-8333. But you'll find him and his company to be a vast uh, knowledge of help uh, for you to get into computers uh, and maybe also to help you get out of uh, technical problems if you have uh, somebody trying to uh, play games with you online or uh, lock up your information. New computers, used computers, technology, safeguards, uh, it's all available there at A-Plus Computers. So give them a call or just stop by at 1910 Tower. Thanks, Kurt. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Kenny, uh, I don't know if you've noticed it, but uh, oil prices are starting to climb again. And I wondered why, so I started to do some research over the weekend and uh, found... uh, I found an interesting story first of all we've all been led to believe at least i was i don 't know if you thought the same thing but uh, I was led to believe that we were starting to fill back up our strategic oil reserves that uh that that President Biden had taken us down by withdrawing uh oil out of that strategic oil reserve for what purpose what what crisis did we have <clears throat> Well, we had a crisis of confidence in the Joe Biden administration. That's what our crisis was. And that's not what uh, the crises are supposed to be uh, to draw down out of the strategic reserve. The crisis is supposed to be a actual national crisis where you can't get any supplies. uh, There's been a lockdown because of a war or something like that. So I found this story on MSN uh, over the weekend Representative Steve Scalise of Louisiana got it right. Over the past two years, President Joe Biden has stalled domestic energy production. He's begged the Saudi Arabians—you know—he went hand in hand in hat in hand down on his knee to the Saudi Arabians to send more oil to America, and he's drained the strategic petroleum reserve. <clears throat> All of his efforts to lower gas prices in advance of the 2022 midterm elections so that it could help the Democrats not look so bad, uh, not look like we're destroying our energy uh, industry in this country. It's at the point where the National Oil Reserve created in 1975 to be available in the event of a national emergency is becoming its own emergency. Under the Biden administration, the president solved this by draining off 42% of what was the Strategic Petroleum Reserve when he took office. Biden abused the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, says Representative Stephen Bryce of Oklahoma, to the tune of 638 million barrels of emergency oil in January of 2021, It's down to 371 million barrels in January of 2023. So he's taken out over half of the strategic oil reserve. How much of that is in real terms? Uh, 371 barrels is not much more than about a barrel for every American, which which, which will make about enough gasoline to power your car for about 280 miles, give or take a hill or a dip in the road. The Now, what is happening right now, and what I thought was happening, is that Biden had gone out on the open market and started to ask companies to put bids out to start filling that oil reserve back up. Well, guess what? The bidding period closed in late December, just before Christmas, about that period of time, and the bids were to be reviewed and awarded by January 13th, in other words, by just about the middle of this month which delivery which deliveries were then expected to start pouring back into the big hill strategic petroleum reserve in Beaumont, Texas uh beginning the first part of February. It would restore less than a less than 1% of what had been removed from the emergency supply by the administration, but it was a start. It was a start to put some of that oil back in there. While quietly in January the department of energy decided it didn't have any acceptable bids in other words these com- companies were making bids uh, but the bids weren't uh, weren't enough to start putting putting the oil back in simply put oh, there were awarded no bids without an explanation there will be no 3 million barrels put back uh, this round and the department of energy has has clammed up about it completely Reasonable people want to know what's going on. Why did this happen? Well, partially because producers don't think seventy dollars is an an attractive price when all signals point to oil being priced on the exchanges in the eighty to ninety-five per barrel price in the foreseeable future. In other words, these oil companies are looking at this as this is giving it away if we give it to the government at this price. Crude oil prices surged to their highest in seven weeks earlier this week. Anyway, we got a caller. Kenny, who do we have on? Uh, Brad,
3: we have Karen from Duluth, and Karen wants to talk to you about A-Plus Computers. She's been a customer of theirs for a while, but she wanted to talk to you and your listeners about A-Plus Computers.
1: Wonderful. Karen, thank you so much for calling in.
4: I just wanted to tell you, long before they were your sponsor, I was using them. They are wonderful, so helpful. They upgraded my computer. I am not a computer person, and they're so helpful when I call them. I even bought another computer from them. So I was so glad when they, you have them as your sponsor now. They're really great. Please tell anybody they should go over there. They're wonderful. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I uh, w- when I talked to uh, Kurt the first time, I remember uh, I had a problem with my computer, and I called him, and I told him that he had come highly recommended, and he started telling me about his business that he kind of took it over from his dad. They've this has evidently been a kind of a family-owned thing for quite a while, huh, Karen? Did you ever know his dad? Right.
4: No, okay. I, I. You know, I. I don't have to go in there, so I don't know people by names. But like I say, everybody there has been absolutely wonderful, and I've been going there maybe seven, eight, maybe even longer years. Yeah.
1: Wonderful. They've
4: just been so That's helpful fantastic. to me. That's so fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what;
1: these are the follow-up. these are the kind of testimonials we love, and we hear them every once in a while from some of our uh, some of our listeners that'll call in and tell us about one of our sponsors and uh i just got that feeling from kurt the first time i talked to him that this is a guy that will definitely take the time to make sure that you understand what's going on and and will take the time to uh, answer your questions and obviously what you're saying is that's exactly what's happening
4: exactly what they do exactly yeah and and you know what like i have a, a big old computer i don't have a laptop And they came out to the car and carried my tower in and everything for me, so I didn't even have to carry it in. So, you know, I mean, they they just go over and above.
1: That's really nice. Well, and I loved it. I I loved it this morning, Karen, when he talked about a guy coming in last week that bought his first computer, an older gentleman that had never had a computer before, and he bought one from uh, Kurt, and Kurt sat down, took the time to go through it. It's fantastic. We got to, speaking of that, we got to go to our first break here. But thank you so much, Karen. Enjoy talking to you. Uh, we'll be right back after this uh, important break. KDAL time, 1225
3: minus 2 at the uh, Sky Harbor Airport on Park Point, Two below. Nine below in Hibbing and two below in Hayward. And Brad, some morning low temperatures. Are you ready?
1: I don't know. Let me wait a minute. Let me, let me get my jacket on. Here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Now and I'm your ready. gloves
3: and your hat. Hibbing 32 <laughs> below. Oh. Geez. There was a wind chill this morning, the coldest wind chill so far, 45 below in Hibbing. Duluth 17 below on the air temp 17 below in Duluth, 36 below on the coldest wind chill. And uh, Eveleth, Virginia Airport, 35 below. This is just air temperatures. Eveleth, 35 below. Two harbors, 18 below. Superior, 16 below. Sky Harbor Airport this morning, 13 below. Hayward, minus 24 this morning. Grand Rapids, GPZ, my old stomping grounds, 20 below in Grand Rapids, 17 below in Solon Springs. Even tropical Ashland. Thirteen below this morning Ashland 's you know by the water there, and it 's usually milder sure, sure. Uh, thirteen below this morning in Ashland and brad international falls twenty eight below this morning, and they had a wind chill in I falls this morning of minus forty two
1: well, you know what kenny when you, when it 's that cold, you need somebody to snuggle up with when you 're sleeping, somebody to cuddle up with, and if you 've got that special person in fact i 'm going to talk mostly to guys right now. But maybe to women, too, because, you know, a guy, uh, we have a special date coming up, Kenny, coming up shortly in February, the 14th of February. You have any idea what that date is? You better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Valentine's Day. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and that is the time to uh, kind of reward that snuggle person that you're with uh, on a regular basis. And you can do it at Sweden Sweets in Superior, Wisconsin, because... They've got coming up some special things at Sweden Sweets because of Valentine's Day. First of all, Sweden Sweets is that candy shop over in Superior, Wisconsin on Tower Avenue that specializes in homemade chocolate fudge and candy. They also have an ice cream bar with their own homemade ice cream and waffle cones. But they've got some Valentine's Day specials coming up that I want you to know about. First of all, they've got chocolate-covered strawberries. Nothing says I love you better than a chocolate-covered strawberry. They also have heart-shaped chocolate bombs. Now what a chocolate bomb is, you heat up some hot you heat up some water or even milk. You might want to heat up some warm milk. You drop one of these heart shaver heart-shaped chocolate bombs into the milk or the water and it explodes into the most wonderful smoothing hot chocolate that you'll ever have. They've also got pre-made candy boxes, you know, for that special someone that you like, maybe the kind you know the kind of candy they like. You can call and get a pre-made box up the way you want it. They've got a whole variety of sodas Uh, Even those uh, special Japanese sodas, they even have, for that bacon lover in your family, they've got bacon-flavored soda. (laughs) Uh, Even that sounds good to me. (laughs) Chocolates, over 50 flavors of popcorn. They've got jalapeno popcorn, cheddar popcorn, every kind of popcorn you can think of. Wide selection of old-time and nostalgic candies, the kind that you might have liked when you were a little kid and haven't had in a long time. They probably got them right there, and they even have their own root beer on draft, so you can have a root beer float right there on the spot or take it with you. You can watch many of the fudges and chocolates being made in their kitchen through this giant window. They are open Tuesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., and they're open Sunday noon to 5 they they do even have delivery options but you got to call the store and set it up that way so call the store at 715-718-0713 that's 715-718-0713 to learn more about the great Valentine's Day specials they're located at 601 Tower Avenue in Superior Wisconsin the sweetest place on Tower Avenue Anyway, uh, you better make sure you get those guys, because that special person you're with doesn't like being forgotten when it comes uh, February 14th. I can tell you that for sure, probably from experience. (laughs) Anyway, um, so so to go back to the story, Kenny, and and we're going to do that uh, right after we get done with our CBS News break, but this was amazing to me as I read this, that we have not... Uh, we have not put a drop of oil back into the strategic reserves uh, in the last seven weeks haven't haven't done anything. And I'll tell you more about that when we come back after CBS News here on Sound Off in the afternoon on 610 KDAL.
3: And Brad, I'm going to add real quickly here. We are having some issues on the uh, side of our affiliates that provide us with the CBS News feed. Uh, they're aware of it. Obviously, we're aware of it. And it's something that they're working on. And I've got all the, there was some interruptions, inadvertent interruptions to service installing new equipment. And so uh, we'll see what happens here. But uh, there may s- still be some ongoing issues with the CBS News At the top and the bottom of the hour, so we do apologize that. And it is being corrected on the uh, side of the people that provide it to us, so uh, bear with us on that. CBS News, please.
4: Mostly peaceful protests in Charlotte, North Carolina, and across the country after officials in Memphis released body cam video of Tyree Nichols' brutal beating at the hands of five police officers. This woman at a demonstration in Columbus, Ohio. I bring my family because at the end of the day, it can happen to them.
3: KDAL time twelve thirty five five below at the National Weather Service in Duluth six below in Cloquet the winds are out of the west at twelve twenty five below on the wind chill and the National Weather Service they have allowed that uh, wind chill advisory to expire here in our region but to our northwest the northwest part of the state they are still under a wind chill warning and Brad uh, the gas is flowing the heat is on and we have j Jer- Surf on the air to help keep you warm. <laughs>
1: Well, I was thinking this morning, Justin, that, boy, uh, when you come on today, people are really perking up and listening because uh, when it gets as cold as it has for the last couple of days, uh, I bet you everybody out there that's got a forced air heating system of some kind is thinking, boy, I sure hope my system doesn't have a problem right now.
0: Well, I know that feeling. I've been there myself. And of course, before we talk about any other issues, I missed you this past Friday, but I just want to tell you what a treat it was to be able to talk with Kenny and Jan on the air last Friday. I had so much fun.
1: That's got to be great. That's, I'm glad you carried everything through. I and you know I what? It. I had I such a good you time. I love have extra
0: guests in the studios that I'm friends with. I just love it. Peter, Jan, all yeah. the, I just love that. Can't get enough of it.
1: That's great. And I had such a good time. Even though it was very cold and very windy, we still caught some fish, and it was just great to be with a buddy of mine that I hadn't seen in years and that we served together. I that saw the really pictures
0: good. of those fish, Commandant, and they were very impressive. I hope you got to take them home and eat them.
1: <laughs> you bet. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, so what do you these kind of mornings, do you get a lot of calls where where people's system are still working, and but they just want to start talking about making sure that they've got something good for the next number of years, or what yeah, what, what do you I, see I right think- now?
0: I think the broader issue is is that people have some older appliances in their homes, maybe some appliances that were not sized correctly or installed correctly to begin with, and then of course, usually in those kind of situations, you have a homeowner that hasn't done a lot to maintain that system during that time, and and the, the stress that we're worried about in these situations is, is that when it's really cold outside, your heating appliance is going to come on more often. That means more cycles per hour, more hours of operation throughout a day, and when you have something that's kind of teetering on the edge that's maybe less than ideal to start with, and then you start putting some stress on it, yes, things do uh, go boom. They, they break in those particular moments. And that's why you and I've done such a diligent, good professional job about talking to your listeners about doing proactive replacements, because when it's that cold outside, that's not a time for that furnace to go down and need to be replaced.
1: No. And, and like you say, uh, uh, Justin, a lot of times it might not be the furnace that's that definitely has gone but you could have as like you say it's functioning so many times on and off on and off you could just have a blower motor motor go or something like that those are the kind of things that your maintenance and repair people probably handle all the time
0: oh absolutely and one of the things that we do is we carry a commonly used parts assortment at the office. What we don't carry at the office in our own warehouse oftentimes is easily accessible through one of the local wholesale partners that we work with in the area. So the majority of the time when parts and equipment are coming into the office, Brad, I I would say about three-fourths of that stuff is sourced locally right here in the Twin Ports. We have some great relationships with local vendors that we work with. When it gets super cold outside, we don't have to worry about the natural gas flowing and we probably don't have to worry about the propane flowing under most of those circumstances. You don't start to get to a problem with propane flowing in its in its gaseous form off of a propane tank until you get to about 45 below or so then you might start a little bit of a problem
1: your heating oil though uh, i can get a little sluggish can't it from time to time
0: it can now people that have an indoor fuel oil tank usually get a number two grade of diesel because their tank is inside the house so we don't worry about the gel point on the number two diesel for customers that have outdoor fuel oil tanks what will happen is is early on in the season they might get a blend between number one and number two because the gel point of straight number one one is a lot lower than that of number two but of course at some okay. point throughout the heating season if they have an outdoor fuel oil tank they just start getting deliveries of straight number one and straight number one is probably a good 50 to 55 cents a gallon more expensive than number two and the cost of the fuel oil is already really high to begin with and that's why i always have a conversation with your listeners about a gas option if i see fuel oil in the house
1: that's great and i'll bet you're getting a lot of those kinds of discussions these days well, Northlanders, uh, as you can tell, we have a very uh, a wonderful, great guy that has a lot of information on the phone right now. And he can come to your home and talk about the options that can make sure that you can sleep a little better, rest a little more assured that you will be taken care of and that your heating system will take care of your heating needs for years to come, as well as the air conditioning system in the summer. So, uh, Justin, let's uh, tell them how to get a hold of that Nimi lady that will set up a schedule to have you come out to their home.
0: Well, that's a simple thing to do with an easy telephone number, 218-879-SERV, S-E-R-V, And our website is a i r e s e r v dot
1: All right. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Appreciate it. Anyway, Northlanders. Uh, so, Kenny... Uh, I started reading this story, and I went into this, but I was amazed to find out that we haven't put anything back into our strategic oil reserves, and that, I thought, was happening on a regular basis. House Resolution 21, and that's the Strategic Production Response Act, would put a side rail on the Department of Energy by prohibiting the release of crude oil from the Strategic Oil Reserve for political purposes, and that's exactly what is being done right now. Joe Biden didn't take oil out of, the strategic, uh, out of the strategic oil reserve because we were under war, because we were under short supplies or anything else. He did it simply to fill up the gap of his political purpose. He wanted to wean the country off of fossil fuels and onto some uh, exploratory wind and solar panels or whatever else, and it wasn't working very well. So he had to, uh, because the price of gas was going up so high and uh, people were complaining, he didn't want to see that having a negative effect on their election results in this last November midterm election. So they flooded as much oil as they could out of the uh, strategic oil reserves, somehow trying to convince us that it was a an 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 energy shortfall of some kind when it wasn't at all it was simply a political reason and now they uh, they have set up this at this point it appears that hr 21 is is going to get uh, a christmas treed with as many uh with as many as a hundred amendments in other words this bill is being amended by every politician out there it may lose its momentum or it might get killed altogether but the president has vowed to be, to veto the bill uh, and and this is the one the republicans have put out there that have said look you can't take uh, you can't take oil out of the strategic any reserve for political purposes it has to be a legitimate national purpose uh, a, a real shortage or a war Or some significant act like that, uh, you know, some uh, natural disaster that causes us to have a lack of oil. But Biden will not allow the American people to suffer because of the backward agenda that the House Republicans are advancing. So says his energy supervisor, his energy secretary, another totally dyed-in-the-wool leftist, Jennifer Granholm from former governor of Michigan, in a White House briefing, H.R. 21, she said, risks raising gas prices and making it harder to offer Americans relief in the future. Well, you know what? Biden wants Americans to believe he has lowered gas prices, where the facts are that in, 19, in 2021, the average gallon of gas was $3.01. Today, the average gas or the average price of a gallon of gas is three fifty. That's oh. nearly a seventeen percent increase, hey, and in a lot of places, it's way more than that. And as you know,
3: that gas prices hit an all time high of over five dollars. I think it was five dollars and five cents under yeah, Biden's yeah, watch, so. and everyone was saying that you know that or those that were coming in um, um, uh, to say that, well, the president doesn't have anything to do with this. He can't control gas prices. Well, here's (laughs) what the president said. So today I'm announcing that the largest ever release from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve will help us deal with a lack of supply, which in turn helps ease prices. Oh, so he can't control and ease prices yet. He just said he could. Now that soundbite, Brad. To release gas from the Strategic Reserve was 11 months ago. Well, 11, 12, 10 months ago in March of last year. And keep in mind, he also said this. You're going to ban fracking all
0: across America right now, right? I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to, too. I'd love to make sure we don't use any oil or gas, period. Don't
3: use any oil or gas now, period. He wants to end fracking. And, of course, the best soundbite of all? I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you. I guarantee you we're gonna end fossil fuel and I am not gonna cooperate.
1: So there you go, Brad. And that was that was the discussion he was having with a young uh, high school age girl and boy. I want he you to look in my you specific. Yeah, look in my eyes. I'm not gonna use yeah. gas or oil at all.
3: She turned to her you mom know, and, and he, dad and said, that, I don't want
1: to look in his eyes, he's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and that first that first quote he had I thought was very interesting because he said because of lack of supply, there was no lack of supply. The only lack of supply we had at that time was because he had basically shut off everything by telling oil companies, look, don't be looking to do any exploration on government lands out in the Gulf, anywhere in Alaska, because we're not going to permit those. Exploration. Well, oil right
3: now, crude oil right now is at about $78.24 a barrel. Seven, we'll say $78 a barrel. When okay. gu- when President Trump uh, rebuilt the Strategic Reserve, I think, I'm pretty sure, he did it at a cost, when crude was at a cost of $24. Yes. Yeah, I remember so that. So Biden has taken that, uh, taken it away, sold some to China, and here we sit with... Uh, a very small supply
1: of our strategic reserves, all to try to get more votes and lower the prices. Well, and and did anybody in the media during that period of time, can he ask him, well, Mr. President, why are you selling oil to China when we are having such a difficult time holding the price down here in this country? No, nobody asked him that. Nobody asked uh, anything like that. But this... This president's going to have some trouble because here we are, uh, we're marching into his third year in his first term. He he'd promised he'd put the, put the oil back in the strategic oil reserve, and now he can't deliver on that promise. Well, his policies continue to suppress domestic energy production and demand around the world is exceeding supply. The president has made the nation a less secure place because he traded our national security for power, his own political power. Anyway, so we'll see how this comes out. It's going to be very interesting as we move along. Uh, Look, we've got to go to our Minnesota news break, and then we'll come back and wrap up our number two here on a Monday in the Northland, very cold Monday in the Northland.
3: KDAL time is 12.53. There it is, 12.53. Minus 1 in Superior, southwest wind at 13. So that minus 1 turns into a 19 below wind chill in Soup Town.
1: Well, Kenny, I think when you were a, a little shaver, a little boy, I know when I was, uh, my grandfather used to constantly say to me, don't let anybody tell you there's a free lunch. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And somebody's got to pay for it. That's what he'd always say. Well, you know what? This morning I got a story out of the Twin Cities area where this whole free lunch for every student in the state of Minnesota is now, the the actual costs are now starting to come out. Now that they've actually put this in the shape of a, of a bill and are trying to ram it through, uh, this is House File 5, They call it House File 5 School Lunch and Breakfast for All Students. And uh, believe it or not, one of the people that was asking the most questions uh, last week at the end of the week uh, was a state representative out of Albert Lee named Peggy Bennett. She's not related that I'm aware of, but uh, anyway, she said that the DFL sponsors are offering a shotgun-type solution to a problem that requires a more surgical approach to address families who are struggling to make ends meet uh, but don't already qualify for free or reduced lunches. She said, you know, this is really not an issue that we should be addressing by giving free lunch and free breakfast to every student. She said, "There, first of all, we cover most already in the state of Minnesota, most of the uh, children from very poor families, by giving them free and reduced lunch. But she said the actual cost, they they've done some research on it now, and here's what you're looking at. First of all, it's going to cost the state of Minnesota, you, the taxpayers, because remember, you know, and I've tried to educate everybody over the years on this because a lot of times people say, oh, that's that's paid for by the state. That doesn't cost us. The state doesn't have any money. There's no money tree out in back of the Capitol that they can go take a couple of bushels off of when they need money. No, it's got to come out of your wallet, you the taxpayers of the state. It would cost you the taxpayers of the state of Minnesota, $387 million for the next two-year cycle. And then right after that, the price is going to jump up to $419 million in each, sub, each additional two-year budget cycle. The universal school Me- meals provision is included in Governor Tim Walz's proposed budget you know, he wants this to happen. He wants in later years for young uh, young children that took advantage of this, they could say, oh, you know what? I got to continue to vote Democrat like my mom and dad did because, you know, that governor back then, that Governor Walls, he gave us free m- breakfast and lunch. It wasn't free. It came out of your wallet, my wallet, any other taxpayer in the state of Minnesota. And we will join, Minnesota will join only California, and Maine are the only two other states in the nation that ensures free school meals are served for all students in perpetuity. Perpetuity—that's a big word—that means for all of you, uh, as as Rush used to say, from all of you from your Belinda, it means indefinitely, ongoing, paid for forever. Representative Rick Jordan, or uh, well, it's not Rick, but Representative. Uh, uh, ben Jordan from uh he's from the Jordan area, or uh, I guess that's Representative Ben Bakeberg from the Republican from the Jordan area said a former public and he's a former public school principal. So you'd think he'd be very leftist feeling on this. He said, look, we have a significant budget surplus right now, but we won't have that surplus in years to come. And that will come with consequences, meaning we're going to end up having to pay that 200 or 400 well, in this case it's $419 million for every two-year cycle after this first one. We're going to have to continue to pay that out of our budget, out of our taxpayers' budgets, <clears throat> which means less opportunity for our kids for other things, for programs, for additional things happening. So when you hear from people in the state of Minnesota, and you'll probably hear that, uh Well, this is a free lunch deal. This is such a wonderful deal. We're going to be one of only a few t- well yeah, one of only a few states because the other states know exactly how expensive this program is. About one third of students in Minnesota already qualify for free or reduced lunch programs that are already in place, according to the Minnesota Department of Education. That's the, rub, that's the rub that uh, has Republicans and House Senators Education Committee continuing to express skepticism as to whether a free school meal program is even necessary when, which means, tested free school programs already exist. Currently, federal guidelines provide the children from households of four that have under 36000 in income get free meals at school that's that's a pretty high figure even already well anyway we got a lot more to get into this last hour so please get yourself some more coffee rejoin us here on Sound Off 610 KDAL